Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 6 of Revelation chapter 16. We're going to be reading verses 8 and 9. Revelation 16 verse 8 says, And the fourth angel poured out his vial upon the sun, and power was given unto him to scorch men with fire. And men were scorched with great heat, and blasphemed the name of God, which has power over these plagues, and they repented not to give him glory. And I'll stop reading there. Now, uh, as we've been reading and studying, uh, we've seen Revelation 16 is describing Judgment Day. And now God is speaking of the fourth messenger or angel to pour out the vial of wrath. And this time the target of the wrath of God is the sun, the sun, the S-U-N, the sun that shines in the sky. Now, we have seen many times in other Bible studies where God uh, does um, use the sun in relationship to judgment um, in many places, but uh, the unusual thing about these verses is that here, when the vial is poured out upon the sun, the judgment has to do with the sun scorching men with fire and um, with a great heat and so forth, which means the sun is very bright, very powerful, and very destructive. Yet, that's not how God uses the sun in um, numerous other places in connection with Judgment Day. And the familiar verse in Matthew 24, 29, is the typical verse for what God says of the sun when it comes to the Day of Judgment. And Matthew 24, 29 says, Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darken and we we could add mark 13 to that uh, luke um 21 says there'll be signs in the sun and uh isaiah speaks of the darkened sun the book of joel refers to the darkened sun just many many passages where the sun is dark that is no light and and we have correctly understood that to mean, well, that is the light of the gospel. As the sun typifies Jesus Christ. Psalm 84, verse 11 says, The Lord God is a sun, S-U-N, and a shield. And, and so God is the light of the world, spiritually. And therefore, when the sun is dark, we can know, well, that means the gospel light is out. There's no salvation that's taking place. And, and we're correct about that. There, this isn't going to change that. But here in Revelation 16, God is just looking at Judgment Day 
and uh, speaking of the Son in a different way to teach us something else concerning his judgment. And it's um, interesting, as it says here in verse 8 of Revelation 16, when the fourth messenger poured out his vial upon the Son, it says, And power was given unto him to scorch men with fire. And also verse 9 says, And men were scorched with great heat. So the the word scorched that um, is used here, we're, we're going to try and follow that in the Bible and see if we can learn uh, some more information to find out what God is saying in in these two verses. And when we do look up the Greek word that's translated as scorch, it's Strong's number 2739, we find it's only found four times in the New Testament, and two of the times are right here, once in verse 8 and once in verse 9 of Revelation 16. And the other two times are in the parable of the sower. One in Matthew, the other in Mark's account. And so we can know that what God is going to uh, tell us in the parable of the sower in relationship to the sun and scorching men with the sun's heat, that it will identify, it will relate to what we're reading in these two verses in Revelation 16. All right, let's go to Matthew chapter 13, and we'll start there with the parable of the sower. It says in verse 2, And great multitudes were gathered together unto him, so that he went into a ship and sat, and the whole multitude stood on the shore. And he spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. And when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them up. Some fell upon stony places, where they had not much earth, and forthwith they sprung up, because they had no deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them. But other fell into good ground and brought forth fruit, some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. And again, of course, this is a parable, and that's a familiar saying of the Lord Jesus, who has ears to hear, let him hear, because it's an earthly story with a heavenly meaning, a deeper spiritual meaning, and you must look at the story and and discover what everyone and everything in the story represents. The sower is Christ. The seed is the word of God and and so on. And and by speaking parables like this, the Lord Jesus was instructing people on how to read the Bible. It's exactly how we read anything in the Bible. We uh, we look for the deeper spiritual meaning. We look even in historical accounts and other seemingly plain statements of the Bible, and we try to, to identify now which aspect of the gospel is God referring to. Well, here 
in giving these parables, especially the parable of the sower, Christ interpreted the parable in order to show us how it's done. And basically, he's showing us how to read the Bible, how to understand the Bible, what we must look for as we're reading the Bible. And it says in verse 18 of Matthew chapter 13, Hear ye, therefore, the parable of the sower. When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom, and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one, and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which receives seed by the wayside. But he that receives seed into stony places... Now, that's what we're concerned with primarily, because back in verse 5, it said, Some some fell upon stony places where they had not much earth, and forthwith they sprung up because they had no deepness of earth, and when the sun was up, they were scorched. So it is the seed that fell upon stony places that the sun rises upon and scorches it. And 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 so here... In the explanation, in verse 20, But he that received the seed into stony places, the same is he that heareth the word, and anon with joy receiveth it. Yet hath he not root in himself, but dureth for a while. For when tribulation or persecution ariseth because of the word, by and by he is offended. Now, we, we can understand that this is speaking of a person that hears the Bible's message. And as they hear the Bible's message, there is initial excitement, initial joy over the message that they're hearing. And, and so they, for a period of time, could be short or a little longer, they, they react and respond with joy. But, but the, when the sun coming up and scorching the seed points to tribulation or persecution that arises because of the word. And the Bible tells us that in the world ye will have tribulation. And it is through much tribulation we enter into the kingdom of God. Also, we know, of course, that we just came through the Great Tribulation, and and therefore there would have been much tribulation and persecution because of the Word. And, and that is similar to what is being said here, or pictured by the sun arising with a scorching heat. And notice that the reason that they do not endure... As it says in verse 21, in the beginning of the verse, Yet hath he not root in himself, but dureth for a while. Implying that if there was a root, if there was a depth of earth, if there there was some grounding internally within the professed believer, the, the implication is, they they would continue to endure. They wouldn't just endure for a while or a short period of time. But as Matthew 24 tells us, that he that endureth to the end shall be saved. And if they only had a root, 
And that word root is um, a word that points to the Lord Jesus Christ himself. He is the root of the stem of Jesse. And so basically God is saying that if people had the spirit of the Lord Jesus within them, when tribulation or persecution would arise for the word's sake, it's a, it's all a result of their uh, connection and tie to the word of God, the Bible, that they would be able to endure. But since they have no root within, they only do endure for a little while, for a short period of time. And and then notice at the end of verse 21, when tribulation or persecution ariseth because of the word, by and by he is offended. And we'll look at that word offended a little bit more. But first, let's go over to Mark's, um, Mark chapter 4, where we'll see the parallel passage in Mark 4, beginning in verse 3. Hearken, behold, there went out a sower to sow, and it came to pass as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and the fowls of the air came and devoured it up, and some fell on stony ground, where it had not much earth, and immediately it sprang up, because because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched. And because it had no root, it withered away. Now that language of withering away matches the wording that we saw in Revelation 14 concerning the harvest that it had withered, that it was dried up. It was no good. Um, also here in Mark 4, in verse 14 and following, the sower soweth the word. And these are they by the wayside where the word is sown. But when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. And these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground, who, when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness and have no root in themselves. And so endure but for a time afterward, when affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake immediately, they are offended. So we we have the word scorched used in Matthew 13 and in Mark 4, both in the parable of the sower, and the only other time it's used two times is in Revelation 16, in our two verses that are describing Judgment Day. And let me read it again. In Revelation 16, 8, In the fourth angel poured out his vial upon the sun, and power was given unto him to scorch men with fire, and men were scorched with great heat, and blasphemed the name of God, which has power over these plagues, and they repented not to give him glory. Now we, we have to ask the question, what is the relationship between the parable of the sower and these verses in Revelation 16. When we read the Bible like this and we see God use a word in this manner and and use that word only a handful of times and twice with the parable and twice 
in the chapter dealing with Judgment Day, well, he tells us compare Scripture with Scripture, and we know this is how he defines his own terms. We're to search out a word and and look at it here a little, and then there a little, and so God is tying the passages together. Well, what possible connection could there be with the parable of the sower and judgment day? Well, as we look at how God has brought to pass judgment day, we can understand now exactly why he would use this word scorched, that men were scorched with great heat in the day of judgment. And the reason he uses it is because it was his word that proclaimed May 21, 2011, Judgment Day, to all the earth, and and gave warning to mankind. And there were a good number of people that heard this message and Anon, or immediately with joy, received it. Oh, they they like the idea for whatever reason. Some people just like fortune tellers. They they like to hear about the future. Others, uh, they know the Bible is the word of God, or intellectually at least, they they know uh, that the Bible speaks of an end. And this sure seemed a serious declaration. It was proclaimed with such confidence and boldness. May 21, 2011, Judgment Day, exclamation point. The Bible guarantees it. And so they didn't really check it out. They didn't really dig into the teachings or, or, or why the Bible was proclaiming that as the appointed day. They just heard these things spoken and maybe they heard of Mr. Camping and realized that he was a diligent Bible student for so long, for over 50 years. And for whatever reason, they, uh, they hitched their wagons and, and they followed along and they joined with the true believers, God's elect, that were likewise proclaiming these things and believing these things. And yet, a, a good number of people that were not true believers began sharing this information, proclaiming this information, and professing belief in this information. And then came the day, May 21, 2011, and uh, what had been thought to be a, a worldwide earthquake occurring on that day did not happen. There was actually no physical, visible occurrence at all. Nothing happened physically, nothing that man could see, and and so right away a good number of people were offended. They were offended. They told their family, they told their friends, they they told their co-workers, they told others, and now the church was mocking them. The world was mocking them. It, it it was um a terrible thing for them to experience such ridicule, especially for an unsaved individual, unsaved in heart. 
which means the nature of an unsaved person is that they have a proud heart. They, they're very proud because their heart has not been broken. Their heart has not been humbled and they do not have a new heart, a broken and contrite heart. Therefore, they have a heart of stone and full of pride, full of sinful pride and their pride was offended. By and by, they are offended for the word's sake, as we've learned, since that, yes, the Bible was correct. May 21, 2011 was Judgment Day, and yet we have learned it was a spiritual judgment, which the uh, the world cannot see, nor recognize, nor acknowledge, and uh, neither could these people if they were not saved. And so they were greatly offended because this persecution was arising for the word's sake. And and so they endured for a while, perhaps, maybe even the five months of May 21 to October 21. But then October 21 did not bring the uh, result they were looking for. And again, since they were not grounded. They had no root in themselves, which is the Spirit of Christ, which trusts implicitly the Word of God, the Bible. They didn't have the uh, understanding to return to the Word and and to, uh, again, uh, dive in and, and search the Scriptures to see what was going on. Uh, it, only the true believers would do that. They didn't have that understanding that God's elect had, that they heard the voice of Christ. They heard it in sincerity and in truth. And so the God's elect could not dismiss the understandings they had learned. They had to find out. They had to continue checking the Bible. But those that are not God's elect do not have that kind of discernment. First of all, they do not hear his voice in the same way, and, and and so they did not hold on, endure, and continue in the doctrine of Christ, which is the truth of the word of God. But the intensity of May 22nd and the days after the tribulation, spiritual heat began because God at the very same time had lit a spiritual fire of Judgment Day, and it was by design and by plan that God put everyone who professed to be his people and professed to be true believers through the fire. He put all into the fire and to find out who is gold, silver, precious stones, and who is wood, hay, stubble. Now, which materials would endure the flame? Gold, silver, precious stones. Which materials would not endure? Wood, hay, stubble. And and there it brings us back to the parable of the sower, that the seed is sown upon the heart, but tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, and by and by he is offended and he no longer endures. And and you see, it's helping to define the heat. 
It's helping to define the fire. The nature of the spiritual fire is related to tribulation and persecution for the word's sake. And, and we've seen much of that throughout this period of time of Judgment Day, these days after the tribulation. All right, let's um, uh, take a quick look at the Greek word, which is translated as offended in Matthew 13 and Mark 4's parable. It's 4624 in Strong's Concordance, and it is scandalizo, scandalizo, from which we we get the English word scandal or scandalize, and it's found, for instance, one of a few places is in Matthew 15 and verse 9, where it says, But in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. And he called the multitude and said unto them, Hear and understand, not that which goeth into the mouth defileth a man, but that which cometh out of the mouth, this defileth a man. Then came his disciples and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Pharisees were offended after they heard this saying? Christ was speaking truth. The truth offended the Pharisees. They they did not like it. Now, in, uh, remember in John 6, we won't go there, but the Lord was speaking to the Jews and saying, You must drink my blood and eat my flesh. And, and upon hearing that, many were offended. And Christ asked them, does this offend you? You see that God has written the Bible in such a way that the truth of the Bible is an offense to the natural man, to the natural mind of man. Now just one more place in Matthew 24 and in verses 9 and 10. It says, Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you, and shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. And we we can understand what that means. Many shall be offended in the time of the end. As Matthew 24 is the chapter answering the disciple, the Lord therein is answering the disciples question, what shall be the sign of thy coming in the end of the world? Well, at that time, many shall be offended. Many were offended during the great tribulation and many have been offended now into the day of judgment. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.